Welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. This is another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy coming to you live from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight on April 1st, April Fool's Day. I promise, folks, there is no jokes today. This is a very serious situation. Uh, joining me now is my co-host from Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. And uh, we're here to talk ACHA Club Hockey. Got a very special guest joining us today. Uh, somebody that's near and dear to us because he works with us. It's uh, our staff photographer and graphic designer, Zach Bondrand, will be joining us uh, in about 15 minutes or so. But first of all, Stephen Marsh, how are you this evening? Doing doing pretty good. Uh, just can't believe now it's April and wonderful time of the year. We're all stuck at home, but you know what? It's uh, it's uh, can't be a bad can't be a bad thing. Um, you know when you're stuck at home, but just trying to get through this uh, time that we're in. You know what? I uh, I used to keep track, and it just sounds like you used to. It, it seems like years ago, but I used to keep track of how many days of quarantine we were in, and maybe you are up in Vegas, but I've lost track. What what are we in now, Stephen? Do you have a day count for us? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I didn't really want to keep track. It would just seem like it would make it. Uh, so I like to look at maybe how many days we have left, although we don't know. I mean, the governor here, <laughs> we just got extended to the 30th, so we're going to at least be in this for another month. So. <laughs> Yep, I hear it. Same thing down here. How are you feeling? Everybody good there in your your area, your family? Yeah, everyone's doing doing pretty good. I, uh, everyone is, is is safe and healthy as far as I I know. Um, my mom works at a she works at a local market, so she's still working. So she's obviously kind of having to be in the front lines a little bit. You know, you got all the healthcare workers having to battle too, and just um, hope for them that they're all protected and. And can be safe during this this time that they they still have to work, and the rest of us have to be able to be safe at home and just. Uh, but yeah, we're doing pretty good. Just tired some days, but I think when you just don't have much energy to do anything around, but but uh, yeah, I think everyone's doing pretty pretty good for right now. Well, that's good news. Things are going well here as as well, and then also the, uh, you know, when you look at. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about my co-host uh, on College Hockey Southwest Weekly on Tuesdays, Paul Hornstein, uh, was under the weather for, gosh, a good 10, 12 days. I don't think he's still back to normal, but his uh, COVID-19 test did come back negative, so we're thankful and happy That's for Paul good. on that. That's really good. Uh, you know, when we, when we talk about this, and, and Paul and I were talking about this last night's show, uh, there's no games to be played, but boy, is there a lot of action going on behind the scenes. I mean, uh, general managers seem like they're chomping at the bit at every level. The coaches are out recruiting players at every level. Uh, guys that are making the next step up from college hockey to uh, AHL or ECHL or even NHL or signing contracts, having press conferences. We just had a big one here with Brinson Pashnuk from Arizona State signing uh, a two-year deal with the uh, – or agreeing to terms, I should say, uh, with uh, – the uh, San Jose Sharks, so all kinds of stuff going on, and and I know it's the same up in in Vegas, right? I mean, Coach uh, Vigneri Greener is out there looking for recruits and and getting commits, right? Yeah, they're still they're still working hard. Uh, they're still working as best as they they can do. Uh, they got a couple of uh, recruits, uh, a couple of players that are looking to be their team next year. You got uh, Vince uh, Bedito, I think. Hope I said that right. Uh, He's a goalie from from Calgary, and then uh, Kyle Quinn was just announced by the team uh, the, the day or two ago. 
Um, so they're still out there. He's a he's a center. He also plays defense on, on occasion as well. And uh, he's good. I actually asked him um, about. We'll talk more about these guys in a second. But specifically about what they're trying to do. It, I asked him. You know, it's kind of been tough to probably get this sort of um, you know a lot of visit, visits and and, and rec- you know talk a lot of meetings and, and stuff like that with with everything being kind of shut down right now with with this uh, pandemic uh, and 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 Nick said, Nick Raboni, the assistant coach has said uh, so it's a little little bit though but uh, you know normally they have they make visits and stuff so that's been touched and then coach Greener responded in, in a message too saying um, you know it's it's been strange for them because normally they'll have players come to the the rink uh, to tour the campus and the rink which has been a huge selling point over the last few years with with being able to come to vi- being able to come visit seeing city national in person being able to tour the UNLV campus now obviously they're not able to do that um, but uh, understands that everyone's kind of on the same playing field in regards to other teams not being able to really be full invested in 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 that kind of recruiting but uh, so they're having and having to deal with this and understanding the the, the severity of what we're going through and being safe and all that, um, and just going to get through it. But they feel like they still have some high quality recruits with these two guys, and these these two are certainly uh, are good. And with technology too, you're able to do video chats. You've seen that a lot of a lot of programs on TV are, are starting to do. They're still doing their shows, but they're using video chats and technology and stuff. So um, that's the great thing about the world we live in now. Have we had something like this happen? And we've had things like this before, a long, long time ago, but we've had, you know, had we've had a, a situation like this maybe 10, 15 years ago when we didn't have the technology as advanced, it would probably be a little bit more tough, but you're able to get a lot more done, you know, still being stuck at home than you probably could even five, 10 years ago with uh, with the advancement in technology and online video chats and, and all that stuff that we have. So you're able to still get a lot done even though you're, not, you're kind of uh, stuck at home, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, it is really a different time. And, and like I said a couple of weeks ago, Stephen, when this all kind of set in and we were planning on being in, in, at the national tournament in Texas, and by now we would have had uh, a, a week of a national championship uh, tournament completed and a, uh, a new champion crowned and, and all of that good stuff. When we start looking at everything now, I think reality is starting to set in. And I'm really proud, especially of the hockey people, because – I think they're handling it really well. I, I've said this many times. I was proud of the NHL and what they've done and the NCAA and ACHA as far as what they've done. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a difficult thing because we none, none of us have been through it. Um, you know, we talked to 22-year-old Brinson Pashnik today from Arizona State, and, and, and some of the guys from San Jose Media were asking him, you know, what do you expect and when do you expect to be in San Jose? And he said, I have no idea because nobody has any idea, right? I mean, this just keeps uh, keeps going on, and we just keep uh, our fingers crossed and our prayers out there that people stay healthy. And, you know, you and I have talked uh, numerous times about Las Vegas and what's going on, and I see stuff on Twitter and on, on emails from people, you know, with the lights and pictures being shown of the hotels, and it's it's heartbreaking to me because when I look at Vegas, one of the things I always like is when I drive in, and I come in, um, you know, over from Henderson area, and I get to see the lights of the Strip for the first time. It's always kind of a exciting time, and and to not see those lights, I can imagine living in Vegas. It's it's got to be, you know, just kind of mind numbing. Uh, it is, uh, you know, I there's videos out there that people have. It's you know, it's a great time if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to 
it's a historic time, I guess, in our history. So people that have decided to go down there and and chronicle it with videos and pictures and stuff, it's uh, it's certainly uh, historic and it's certainly getting a lot of of share. But just when you you see everything so empty and just so quiet and and it just it's so against what Vegas is. You know, Vegas is is you know not a city that never sleeps because that's that's another city that claims that but really close to that because it technically yeah. it technically is uh a, a city that never sleeps. maybe it's not the city but it's it's certainly a city that maybe doesn't sleep until like six or seven in the morning when the sun comes up then people sleep and then they get back up and and they do it all again the next day but but it's uh it's uh but it's more than the strip but yeah but yeah that's certainly a big part of it so you see a lot of the hotels um are still doing stuff. I saw the Venetian Hotel down on the strip the other day. They had a picture. It said love on their on they did the made the lights to make it spell yeah, love on. I found that one as well. So they're getting involved, and they were going to do something along the strip today with with cars or something. But Governor uh, Sisolak did the stay at home thing officially, so they kind of canceled that. But but they're um, but they're still you know they're still they're still out you know trying to. You know, show that the support of the city and everything, and the casinos, and and uh, will be, and they'll be ready to open up when the, when it's safe to do so, and uh, and be ready to go. But but I've been very uh, impressed with people here in 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 Vegas and Nevada about how um, I think there's still some people that maybe you know the governor said in his press conference today that could could still need to follow this, but but for the most part, people have been heeding the warnings and staying home, and and it's going to save a lot of lives, and that's what we're we're really trying to do. Just try to save a lot. Yeah, of, a lot absolutely. Of lives. I mean, we're talking safety first and everything, but you know, when we talk back in the hockey world, and it seems kind of, uh, I don't know, in, inconsequential or whatever to, to even bring it up, but you look at the hockey, the hockey world, and and they're all kind of in in transition, if you will, without having games or a championship or a, a playoff series or anything. I, I had a chance to, to visit with uh, Ken Bolke on Monday night in our professional hockey segment. And, and Ken was telling me that, you know, there's so many things that are still going on. The building's still being built in Henderson and there's still, you know, work being done as far as uh, finally getting a, a final agreement and stuff on the, on the new 6,000 seat arena up there. And, and then you look at, you know, there's board meetings going on about the arena down here at ASU. That's going to happen with the Board of Regents uh, tomorrow and Friday. And uh, ASU is, or uh, U of A is working on uh, some proposal uh, to get a building down there for them. So the growth of hockey is definitely there. And, you know, I don't know, Stephen, five years ago in the state of hockey, if you will, in the desert southwest, if we could have withstood this, but so many positive things have happened over the last five years that I think that's kind of what's propelling things. Your thoughts on that? I agree. I think I think we see that with um, with the Golden Knights. They're still they're still uh, interacting with their fans. You know, as we said, social media is such a big part of our our culture now. As I said, early video chats and everything have become such a big part of our of our culture, and then we really can can utilize those and to. And to be able to have types of meetings that need to be done, I mean, sport is still being done internally, as you mentioned, within, uh, certainly within the NHL. Like, you know, they just extended the quarantine for the players a couple more weeks. There's still, you know, there's probably constant discussions about scenarios and how, what's going to happen if, how long this goes, you know, and how long, if, if they can still get a full season in. Obviously, they, they're almost got the full season and they got about 11 or 12 games to go in the regular season and how they're going to do the playoffs and how late they'll willing to go into the 
you know, the regular, uh, late into the summer, they can go. Um, so there's still a lot of things that there's being being discussed. But, um, you know, it's just, you got to keep the fans engaged. You know, as we said before, sports is a, certainly a, in situations like this, you know, we've always counted on sports to kind of be a, a distraction, kind of as a, as a distraction from from the constantness of the of the numbers of people that are being infected and people that are dying and all this news that's always been on it, uh, but that this is affects sports because it's there's no sports going on live sports. So you know, we've had that there's channels that are showing replays of sports and you know there's players that are doing stuff on their you know streams and and their social medias and and all that. And so there's there there's stuff that they're doing NHL. Uh, video game stuff uh, to different the teams or people from the NHL network doing like hosting game matchups with players. So I mean, they're still trying to get the fans engaged and and try to make it seem somewhat normal in this new normal. Not this new normal. Let me this called a temporary normal that we're in right now with with the um, being being stuck inside our homes. Exactly, and you know, last week you were helping us out with the. Uh... Following along with the simulated game of the Coyotes played another one last night against uh, the Avalanche. And what I thought was really cool is when the game was over with, they, they had the Coyotes winning and, and they were giving out, like today you could go get free tacos from Taco Bell. You could oh, cool. go get a uh, free uh, pulled pork sandwich from uh, Dickie's Barbecue. You could go get uh, a discounted uh, burger at uh, cold beers and cheeseburgers. So just like you would, still... just like what in a normal game, and in, in the exactly having a normal game, right? <laughs> they were still honoring it. So, right. as I said, in two minutes here, we're going to bring on our staff photographer and graphic designer Zach Bondurant. We'll uh, we'll have a chance to visit with Zach. I, I keep putting him to work with more and more things. If you see some of the stuff on Instagram and and uh, some of our video logos and. Things like that. One we just put up today is the uh, the new ITHSW podcast. Uh, just kind of switched the name up a little bit so that we could separate our three podcasts, but yet keep them under one umbrella. So it is not an April Fool's joke, folks. It is uh, ITHSW podcast is where you can find us on Podbean now. And, uh, of course, Monday nights are professional a version with Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tuesday is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and on Wednesday is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, which you're listening to now. Uh, let's take a quick break, Steve, and let's come right back with uh, our photographer, Zach Bondurant. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. 
that combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, so we had a chance to uh, get a few of our sponsors in there, and and a couple that I want to give a shout out to. Behind the Mask uh, is uh, is still doing online and curbside pickup. They uh, essentially are closed inside due to the uh, governor's stay-at-home order that was uh, in effect at five o'clock last night here in the state of Arizona. Also, uh, shout out to the guys up at Jesse Ray's for all they're doing. They are back open again, doing delivery all over the. Uh, the Las Vegas area, so congratulations to them. I also saw a tweet today that they are starting to provide some meals to uh, some of the, the guys on the front line and the medical teams and things like that. So yeah, everybody's doing their work, and that's uh, that's a good thing because if you uh, just sit around and, and look at yourself all day, that's uh, that's not going to get much accomplished. Yeah, yeah, but and that's the important thing too is um, we mentioned uh, you know in the last segment about the the Coyotes still doing their, their Taco Bell promotion, all that stuff with the EA with the virtual game, and it's important that we can we can still support the uh, the restaurants, the fast fast food places, and and get the food uh, takeout. Uh, there, I think there's some people that might still be some fears about how if the if the food is is safe, and and I've read numerous stories that said that that uh, you know as long as you try to you know just keep your hands clean and stuff, but the food itself that you get from restaurants is, is should be safe and everything. So there's not really a lot of risk and in, in going to getting food from a restaurant and, and bringing it home and eating it and, and worrying about getting the virus. Just um, just throw that out there so people can still go out there and, and get some uh, food from uh, different restaurants. And certainly Jesse Ray's here in Vegas is a good option. Absolutely. And like I said, I'm sure there's many more businesses in Vegas and, and all of them, the Phoenix and Tucson area and Flagstaff and all over our coverage area that are, uh, are doing the same thing. So I certainly don't just want to pick out one group, but, sure. uh, you know, they're uh, sponsors with us and they do a really good job. And I thought Mike, uh, Jesse raised an excellent job of uh, actually being able to uh, put the uh, the cap on things for a couple of weeks and, and when it was really the, the first couple of weeks and then come back out when he felt it was safe. And let's lead into this with our staff photographer, Zach Bondurant, joining us. Zach, how are you this evening? Good. How are you? We're doing well. I've got Stephen Marsh with me, my co-host up in Las Vegas, Nevada. And, of course, uh, you know my voice because uh, I send you a text message or something all the time. But (laughs) (laughs) I was just telling Stephen about all the work I've been putting you through. And even though there's no hockey games, which is normally where you're doing your work for us with the camera, uh, you're doing work behind the scenes and and doing some graphic work for us, which is awesome. And I get nothing but uh, compliments on all of your work. So kudos to you right off the get-go. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's keeping me going. It's allowed me to get my hockey fix while uh, the shenanigans are going on. Yeah, and uh, shenanigans might be the right uh, the right term, but um, <laughs> you know, I want I want I wanted to have you on for a number of reasons. First of all, I wanted to be able to give you the shout out because you deserve everything that you're getting, and nobody realizes, I don't think, just how hard you work to do your job, but. I wanted you to give us a little insight because you cover and, and do photos for us and 
and stuff from uh, ACHA, ACHA Women's, D1, NCAA. We have you do some professional stuff when we get you out into that scene. And, and just tell me what it's like to be behind the scenes with that lens and, and what it's like for you on a game day situation. Um, so as far as game day goes, I'm usually just make sure everything's charged up, make sure memory cards are clear, get to the rink ahead of time. Um, you know, my usual routine is I grab the roster. I come over to you. I says, Scott, is there anything specific? <laughs> um, and then if, and then if you have something specific going on and then, um, depending on where we're at, um, like if we're at Oceanside, um, I kind of have my, my key spots picked out, so I just kind of scope out to see what's going on, see if anybody's kind of perked there already, and um, just try to get creative with everything that I can um, as far as angle goes. And then um, after that, it's really just kind of settling in and watching the game, finding finding what the story is, following along, seeing who's hot, seeing who's, you know, who's landing the big hits, trying to get some of those photos, and then... Um, uh, keeping track of where the goals are being scored or being scored from, because if uh, you get somebody like uh, Brinson Pashnuk on senior night, you know he's got two in the <laughs> two in the bin already, and then he pops the third one. Then you want to get that uh, get that third goal celebration. So uh, just, I mean, it's there's there's no job like it. I absolutely love it, and the fact that you get to kind of go behind the scenes and see what these guys do. Um, before game day or just kind of hear the stuff that they say over the bench. It's just phenomenal. I absolutely love it. And let me well, ask you a question, uh, if, if I may, uh, Scott, let me ask a question here. Sure, Stephen. Um, how, how many, how many uh, maybe this varies from assignment to assignment, maybe from the college level, if you do doing a pro game or something, but what's a tip, like how many pictures will you, will you take in a night? And, and the second part of that is how much time do you spend going through the pictures and, and how do you decide which pictures you want to use and, and all that? Just just maybe touch on those. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I could take anywhere from about 900 to 1,000 photos depending on the game and kind of what's going on. Um, and then from there... Um, it may take me about, about an hour, hour and a half, uh, to go through and get all of them kind of situated and find the ones that are best as far as action and emotion, what tells the story. And then I usually will send Scott about 60 of those that I feel like are the best ones. Um, and he posts those, you know, throughout the week, um, you know, we we may have a bunch of a specific player who is just really going off that night and post five of those on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. But um, but yeah, it's just it, it's it, the post production time is the part that just that that takes the most. Um, but it's really the it's really the most fun because you kind of get to see what you have, see what you got from that game. And, and let me ask you this question too: is uh, I think a lot of sometimes people uh, look at a, a photographer, they see photographers at sporting events, and, and they're probably envious of them because they get to go to all these events and say, oh, that's got to be easy, taking a, taking a picture at an event. But uh, maybe it's, it's a little bit, it's, it's much more than just going to an event and taking a picture, uh, I'm sure. Is, uh, so maybe just touch on exactly how much work, you mentioned a little bit of that, but just how much more than it seems just going to an event and taking pictures and trying to cap uh, capture an event for sure yeah and um and i 
And I found a few spots this year at Oceanside with ASU's um, Division One team where you get to interact a little bit more with the fans, and I've heard that a lot. They're like, oh, I want that job. And it is. It's honestly, it's it's such an amazing opportunity, and I absolutely love what I do. I wouldn't trade it for anything, and Scott's been so gracious in allowing me to just uh, just go buck wild and, and just do whatever I can think of for photos and then designs as well. But, um, the yeah, you got to follow along to find out kind of what's going on with, with these guys. You know, you got to stay up to date with not only – the club teams, but the D1 teams and the women's team, you know, who's who's hot, who's up in the rankings, you know, where are the story's at, because that's what's going to just propel those stories and perpetuate that uh, that player and their reputation. So, um, and then the fact of that is it's, it's, it takes a lot to do the post-production. You are sifting through a thousand photos, finding the ones that are, just right for what you want and absolutely dying on the inside when your shutter speed was off by just a little bit or your focus point was off just a little bit because you missed that player's face when he scored a goal. And I had that when Semek scored a goal for ASU and he came around right in front of me and my focus was was on what was behind him. And it just, it absolutely, it kills you as a photographer on the inside, but you know that there's 999 other photos to go through um and the fact of just body like you're crouching down you're walking you're on your feet for the entirety of the game um after after games quite often like i'll go home and like i ice my knees especially on fridays because you got to be back at it on saturday um but um it's it's honestly i wouldn't trade it for anything it's it's the best experience i absolutely love it and um the other thing to think, too, is when you're in those rinks around January, February, you are freezing. So you, you trade a little bit of comfort, but the payoff is, is something I, I absolutely love. And there's occasions that I make you sit in my rafter seat, and that gives you another set of complications. <laughs> true that's true yeah You're, i'm a little bit taller than scott so i need to wear an extra padded hard hat from that beam up there <laughs> oh yeah yeah you gotta watch out for that beam i've been in that building once once yeah it's, it's uh that it, it makes you feel it definitely makes me feel a little bit taller because the ceiling's so low, so I can imagine if, you, if you're, and you're up in that rafter, and then if you're a taller person, then yeah, you have to watch out for those beams up there. So true. Okay, so and then when, when that new building comes in, I'll be the first one just, just jumping for joy because hopefully we'll have some photo spots and, and we'll, we'll reduce the risks of concussions for media relations. <laughs> exactly. A couple of things that I want to touch on, Zach, and, and you know, the first one is – when you're talking covering women's hockey, ACHA D1, and then going to NCAA and then going to the professional level, and, and I've thrown you into that environment a little bit, uh, definitely over like the holiday season when we were in, in Southern California and you had NCAA hockey going on one day, and then the next minute we're down watching the, the Golden Knights and, and Anaheim. Uh, how much adjustment is it for you as a photographer to switch from the speed at the different levels and the different things that are happening, is there much of an adjustment or is it something that you just kind of get used to? Um, to be honest, there's not too, well, there, there is a little bit of adjustment as far as the pace of the game, obviously. I mean, the guys for the, the ducks and the golden Knights, that was such a phenomenal experience. Um, 
and there's definitely a different bit of uh, a speed and, and intensity to it. So you just you, you have to just up your game a little bit. But to be honest, these college guys, even these these club guys, they're so fast already. Um, and at the club level, these guys are hard hitting. So it's really you don't have to change your settings too much. Um, it's more of just you know pay attention, be spot on because they're still playing the same game. You know whether it's it's a backyard game or um, or pro game or whatever the situation, it's still the same game. So the same principles apply. Steven, you got anything more on your end? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot on we've talked a lot on this show, Scott and I, in the past about you know, especially when you look at the club level and you look at uh, you know what 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 Scott and what we're trying to accomplish here at the, on the with the website and this with this with these podcasts and uh, sharing stories of, of players and and uh, and these teams and these the, the, especially at the college level, especially at the the club level because they may not get as much coverage and attention as as uh, as other people would in, in other sports and so as for you as a photographer uh, how much of a sense of responsibility maybe a sense of, of pride do you get specifically at the when you get to do the, the college games and the and the club college games and you get to like take these pictures and and then the you know sharing them and then you know being the players get to see them and share them with their families and you know like when we do interviews and stuff and we are able to share those stories it's got to be the same on the same side of things when you're able to take a picture and tell a story through your lens then that way yeah and it's actually um it's really that's probably the best part is when you get to share them with the family um there was and at any level whether it's women's men's club d1 ncaa or just even the junior sun devils were out at a during one of the intermissions for the sun devil game and um, I went down, I just took pictures during the intermission and it just so happened to be that the, the mothers and the fathers were right behind me and, um, I was able to kind of pick up on that. And after I had a picture of the goalie and I said, whose kid's the goalie? And so the mom was like, that's me, that's me. And so when I showed her the picture, they just went absolutely crazy. So, um, that's honestly, it's one of the coolest parts is to be able to, provide those photos and those memories for players at any level because hockey, I mean, I grew up playing hockey and it, it's the best time of your life. It, you, you make the most friends um, and you have the most stories from it and you learn so much from the coaches that you want those, those photos and those memories to, to remember like just some of the stuff that goes on, like those kids had such a cool opportunity to do an intermission and I'm sure they're going to want to save that and, and look back on it. Hopefully when they come to, to one of the programs, either U of A, UNLV or, or uh, ASU and, and look back and say, Hey, or GCU and, and say, Hey, I, I was here, um, back, you know, back when I was a junior Sun Devil. So, um, yeah, it, I, I think that's one of the best parts is sharing it with the families. And I want you to share a moment not too long ago. And it even played out even more today. As, as I was telling you, we had, uh, about 30 minutes of a uh, press conference with Brinson Pashnik as he uh, talked to the media from both uh, the Arizona area and also uh, San Jose in regards to his agreeing to, to terms with the San Jose Sharks. But uh, that last senior night, 
I thought was some of your best work. And, and I told you that. I tell you that again. I tell everybody uh, that was fantastic. And nobody knows that you hung around for quite some time to, uh, to get a special photo of Brins uh, photos of Brinson, his dad, uh, his mom, his family, and the three pucks from, from his collegiate hat trick. Tell us about that day and, and, and how proud you were to be able to be able to be a part of that. Yeah, that was, um, that was definitely like almost a, I'm, I'm sure more bittersweet for him, but also for me, because when I first started attending, he was one of the guys that had come in. So I was watching him for four years. And, um, I mean, just to see him go off like that on senior night, um, I thought like the camera was kind of fixed on him almost because he was just so hot that night. He was everywhere oh. on the ice. And and his family was the coolest group of people you could ever meet. Mom and dad were so welcoming. Um, his wife was was just phenomenal to meet. Um, they're, they're just the coolest group of people. And he was so gracious with his time. And, um, you know, he was walking out of the locker room in his suit. He was eating pizza. Though. That dude was... It was it was very late that night. I'm sure he was gassed. He just played a, a weekend series. He's he's got all the emotions running high. He talks to coach afterwards. He's got media, and then he so gracious um, hangs around and, and takes that photo. So yeah, that was something that was super cool. And um, and same for his brother. His brother, same family. They're they're the coolest group of guys, and I cannot wait to see them at the next level and uh, take photos of them at their, uh, their respective clubs. So it, it's going to be phenomenal, and I, I, I cannot wait to see how they play out. Well, as I sit uh, in, in my house, uh, I'm looking at a picture that you gave me, uh, which I'm going to cherish forever, which is our uh, one-year anniversary when you started. And Joey Decord is making a phenomenal glove save in one of his many, and, and you have it captured. And uh, when I look at that, I just think about how lucky we are to have you on board and the stuff that you do. But uh, I want you to talk a little bit about the bittersweetness of the way the season ended because we had big plans. We were going to a regional, hopefully. We were going to a Frozen Four. Uh, there were lots of things that were supposed to be happening right at this time. And, and uh, you know, you don't want to sound selfish and say, gosh, we lost out on all of it because you know everybody has. But, man, oh, man, I mean, could you have ever imagined that it would end like this? No. And yeah, that was something where it was, uh, like when I got the news that they had canceled it, um, I was super bummed because yeah, we had a lot of, we had a lot in the hopper and we were, uh, we were going to, we were going to be traveling some, some bit. So, um, it's just one of those things where, you know, stuff happens and, um, I think we spoke the, the following day and, and your piece of advice would just, just to uh, look to the future and just keep moving forward. And since then, I just kind of have been. That's why these uh, graphic design projects have been, you know, such a blessing to me because, like I said, it keeps me involved in it. And it keeps me thinking like, okay, you know, next year, right? Next year, these this group of kids coming in, these guys are going to take us to another regional and uh, the club guys are going to be right back on the ice soon as, like, before you know it. Um, so it, it's just one of those things where it's unfortunate and, you know, everybody is being affected by it and you just look to the future, keep moving forward. And, 
Um, the best way I think about it is I'm the same person that I was and moving towards the same goals that I was when, uh, when all this started. So, and I think of it the same way as all hockey is when we get back to it, we are going to be back right where we, right where we left off and ready to move forward. Steven, you got anything more coming for Zach? Um, sure. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the, I guess the, the, the future, you know, we look at ahead to, to next season and everything that we've, we have ahead ahead of us with uh, with the different levels and so what are you looking forward to most about uh, just the next few months and and the year ahead with uh, with with photos and just with the the teams that we're gonna have to be able to, to share this this next uh, this next year yeah so uh, like I said definitely the the graphics projects are something that um, Scott Scott keeps serving them up and I keep uh, <laughs> Keep sending them on out, and so that's... Uh, no, uh, let, let's clarify that right now. I serve them up, and you hit them out of the park. I'll leave it right okay. at that. <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> that's fair enough. Like um, so, yeah, that kind of keeps me going now, and uh, honestly, I just... Uh, I look to the next... My original plan was to just uh, save as much as I could and put it into my equipment for, for camera stuff, um, so I'm still doing that. And um, next year, when when hockey starts, I believe I'll have a new setup with a new camera, um, maybe another lens, and we'll just uh, we'll keep moving forward. I just cannot wait. I'm sh I'm sure the hockey players are the same exact way. They cannot mm -hmm. wait to get back into the rink, um, and I'm the same way because you know I'm not I'm not there without them and without their passion, without their dedication. So. Um, I'm, I'm just ready to be back and, and ready to, uh, to move forward. You know, um, Zach, when you talk about moving forward, one of the things that's going to be different for us next year is we're going to add another AHL team uh, up in Vegas with the Henderson team. Uh, I still don't think we have an official name, but I believe it's going to be the Silver Knights. I could be wrong yeah. on that. There was a there was a that, tweet that they yeah. uh, there was a tweet that kind of hinted that maybe it was going to be that because it said something about the Henderson. Blank, uh, blank blanks. So <laughs> oh, that kind of <laughs> that was. So that might it might give it away to what they're going to name it. But yeah, I think you it's going to be silver knights. Yeah. Here's the funny part of it, uh, guys. When I when I was talking about and to Bill Foley uh, right at the very start, when everybody's wondering what the golden knights were going to be, and I said, I can't, everybody said it should be silver, right? It should be silver to do with Nevada. And and I'm going like I just don't know that Bill Foley's got the word silver which equates to second place in anything he does. But but I think no the kidding. Silver Knights would be, would be a great fitting. But as I was saying, we got a new AHL franchise coming in. A year later, we're going to have one in uh, Palm Springs. So here's the thing for Zach that I think he's going to really enjoy is as we continue to grow and spread out into these areas, um, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing familiar faces that you saw playing uh, – you know, at the club level or at the NCAA level. I mean, Brinson, uh, I just talked to him today uh, during the press conference, and one of my questions was, how much of an influence did San Jose have in the fact that you're newly married uh, and you can play either AHL or NHL in the same building? And uh, yeah. it'll, be up, it'll be up shortly. And he said that was a big factor in his decision, uh, amongst other things, obviously, but... It was a big thing. So how excited are you to be able to get out and shoot these guys at the next level and say, you know, three years ago or whatever, I saw you here. Now I'm seeing you here. Yeah, that's, that's something. 
And I remember, I remember as soon as you said Brinson to San Jose, I think um, my my response was, "Holy crap, that's awesome!" Um, and then a few <laughs> because he's coming to Vegas and he's coming to he's coming to Glendale. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I and even if and I have no doubt that he will make it to the NHL, whether it's this season or the following. Um, but it, it with the Barracudas, like. He will still be in Tucson. He will still be in Vegas, and right. um, that those those are right in our backyard. So yeah, I cannot wait. Um, hopefully, it's at the NHL level, and we can get there, and we can do a. I got some really cool ideas for a side by side post of college and pro differences, and same thing with his brother. To be honest, and all those guys, and and when Joey Decord makes his way out here, it'll be the same thing. So um, yeah, it's. It's so weird that you know it's that you kind of take so much pride in these guys um, and what they've accomplished because oh, I just watch them, right? I didn't put in the long hours of training and everything, but uh, I mean these guys, these they're so cool. Every guy has come through this program has been so gracious. Same thing with UNLV, all those players there, U of A, GCU, and, and ASU at the club level, and the women as well. Um, that any kind of success they have, you're just so happy to see. Okay, I got a final question for you, and then I'll let Stephen wrap it up if he's got one more for you. But my final question for you is, when you look back at, at everything that you've done right now, give me, if you can, one of your highlights in the last, uh, what, year and a half that you've been doing this for us. Uh, what, what's one highlight that you'll take away from, from maybe a game, a performance, a site, Whatever it is that you're gonna go like, man, that was really cool. Um, and it and it alludes to that photo that I gave you, Joey Decord's weekend performance against Boston College. Um, there was just something about, well, it's more specifically at Gila River on Saturday. Um, he was one of those guys like Brinson was on Senior Night, where he was just so on fire you couldn't help take your your eyes off of him and there was the lens same with my position the lens um and it's just getting the opportunity to, to shoot that and the celebration that he had with johnny walker after the fact um you know the moment of of him realizing he just shut out one of his home hometown teams um on football like he shut him out on the game and then same thing on the weekend. Um, it was just really cool to be a part of that and, and be on the ice as they were celebrating that. So hopefully, hopefully it's a national championship in a few years and, um, that'll, I'm sure that'll take the next highlight, but just moving forward and, uh, I'm ready to begin the next season and, and super pumped to see where we go. Cause, cause we can only go up. I I think that's a good way to end, end things, Scott. I think that's. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I could ask anything that would. would, would okay. Well, well, well then I, I lied because I've got two more to ask him. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. Well, no. <laughs> uh, okay. So Zach, I didn't get a chance to talk about your uh, your what I call your newest features, which I'm getting a lot of great feedback on. Are your multiple shots that you put together? So, if you haven't seen them, folks, get to our Instagram page, get to Facebook, get to wherever. But Zach, tell us how you put that that little collage of photos together and uh, and how much fun that is to do. Cause I, I can tell every time I ask you to do that, you're like, yeah, I'll do it right now. Uh, so <laughs> tell me about it. Um, yeah. So I actually saw that on, I got the inspiration from it from another, 
uh, college hockey program, and I thought it was just a really cool way to to do a recap. The first time we did it was a recap of the season, and so um, I think you can look for for it at the end of every weekend series, um, both for club and NCAA, uh, for that recap, like that five slides on Instagram. Um, and, and, and let me stop you right there. When, uh, when you're explaining okay. that, just so you know, because I, I didn't catch it right away, and you had to jab me a couple of times to get, hey, you got to get them in the right order. Tell us about what that, what that, those five slides go together, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's like it's like taking one large photo and putting it down into the parameters that Instagram gives you, and you can as you swipe through it, it flows uh, flawlessly and creates the look of one image. Um, so it's kind of cool. I'm actually just finishing up the one for Steen Pasnuck signing with the Barracudas right now. I'm, I'm putting the email together for it, um, and and. Um, it's with five or six photos and it's just, it's showing highlights of the season this last season for him. Um, and I think it's just a really cool way to, to bring together the images that tell a whole story of, of who this player is or in the season that we did of the season wrap up, uh, put a bunch of images together that share the story of the season where these guys started, where they're finishing. Um, and like I said, I think you, I, I'm, my goal definitely is to have them at uh, as a weekend wrap up, maybe on as like a Monday post or something. We'll work that out for for you and I, and um, and figure out what the best time to post it is. But um, yeah, I definitely look for those in the future for a weekend collage of everything that went on during the uh, the weekend series for for uh, Sun Devils D one ACHA. Everybody, UNLV, GCU, ASU, U of A, um, men's and women's. So look for those in the future, and and we'll keep building those up. All right. Final part, part A, B, C, wherever I'm at on my final question. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say this this is the final one, but, you know, we see your emotion through the lens of a camera. You talk to an announcer or a play-by-play guy, and, and they use it with their voice. And today... Uh, and I know you guys haven't had a chance to see this yet because it's barely been out, but there was about, I don't know, 44 minutes that we had on Zoom and, and was really cool because it's probably more fun than just being in the in a media thing like we had with Joey Decord last year, but we had guys on Zoom asking all these questions, and it got to the very end of Brinson's, and he thanked everybody like he knew he would and stepped away, and then a couple of questions were asked of Coach Powers, and if you want to know the pure emotion of hockey in the desert southwest, uh, another reporter asked Coach Powers um, how he would or how and what he said to his team uh, after the season ended so abruptly. And, and he immediately said, those five seniors will never be forgotten. And a matter of fact, I think we're going to win a national championship sooner than later. And you can count on it that those five seniors will be invited back and will get their championship rings. Uh, the emotion wow. of that, it just like gave me goosebumps to know just how, how serious he was about what these guys meant. And I think, you know, we can look at it at the club level, NCAA level, all the way along. There's guys that mean that much. I'm sure, you know, Stephen, you've seen with UNLV, the guys that mean that much to the program up there. And 
course, B- Coach Berman down in Tucson, he's got his guys, and we've had him on and talk emotions, and, and Tate Green here, and Lindsay Ellis with the, with the women's program, and, of course, Danny Roy and what he's growing at Grand Canyon, and Natalie Rossi and her program there, and, and then you look at Lindsay Fry and what she's doing. I mean, I, I'm just so impressed with the growth of hockey and the uh, emotion that everybody's put in, and Zach, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for uh, for telling the stories that that we just get to see from you most of the time. Absolutely, thank you for having me on, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll continue to move up, onwards and upwards from here. Absolutely. Well, that's Zach Bondron, our staff a photographer. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Stephen and I will wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in just a minute. Game like a pro, post game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, free game like a pro, post game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Stephen and I are back, and you hear that music. That is Oceanside Ice Arena, and the uh, the great things that are going on at Oceanside. And and uh, although they are shut down right now, I think you can still purchase online um, at the Sun Devil Shop, uh, Sun Devil Hockey dot shop, and uh, and get some uh, Sun Devil items there. So, okay, Stephen, we got to wrap one up here. But tell me a little bit about. Uh, your thoughts of what you see? I know you do photography. I know you do uh, coverage of stuff in, in Vegas. Just, just your side of of the camera. Well, I, I, I do. I try to try to do uh, 
different things. I I mostly just use my phone, which takes really good pictures too. But obviously, a professional camera like ones that Zach does and other professional photographers have, uh, they get really good photos. But you know, when I'm at an event, usually I'm just getting stuff for for social media purposes and just uh, you know, I shoot video and try to do everything with my phone. It is pretty amazing now that we have with the phones that they are out there these days. Is you you can it does make things easier in a sense not taken away from the point of shoot, point of shoot cameras what those are called and what they do because they, they they do really well but to be able to have phones and cameras that on the phones that they have now and you can get good video you can get good good pictures and and you're able to put together something but uh it's 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 a challenge and i give zach a lot of a lot of credit because uh you go to an event and like for me when i do the unov games and and obviously my focus is trying to capture the moment but i'm also running usually the social media page the twitter account so i'm trying to do updates and everything but um but when you're watching the action it's so unpredictable because you don't know when something's going to happen you maybe can kind of sense that a a play is developing as they come down and and you can get the video out or you can get the camera out but you don't know exactly when something's going to happen so to try to capture that moment is is tough to do and so you know that's why you know when you, when Zach's that's why I was on to ask him how many pictures do you take a game, because his sole focus is just capturing photos. For me, I'm trying to do four or five different things, so I'm you know I'm not as I'm trying to take photos, but I'm also trying to do other things. But for him, you know, he's just there capturing moments of the game. To take a thousand photos and to go through, I I sometimes will have forty, fifty pictures, and I'm struggling to try to go through and pick out ones and stuff. But the fact that he takes about a thousand in a game and then. And other photographers do that too. And then you have to, and then you only win, and then maybe all out of those, you maybe only pick 40 or 50 that are good, and the other <laughs> 900 and something you you never use. It just goes to show you, it is a lot of work. And so it, I think people don't understand a lot of times when, when you look at photographers and, and they go to a game and they shoot at something and whatever sport it may be. And, 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 and then you think, well, it's just, you know, they just go and take pictures and, you know, that's can't be too tough, but there's certainly a lot more involved. And you heard Zach talk about some of that tonight, about how much more involved and how much more work it is to 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 provide a good snapshot, a good story of the game through the lens and just from still still photos. So um, so it's it's great to have him. I'm glad that uh, we you have him here on board here and take some great photos and hopefully we can continue to utilize his skills for for this next season, which is going to be really busy. And hopefully maybe the rest of this NHL season, if the season finishes up and there's still more Coyotes <laughs> games, I'm sure you'll have them out there. Maybe maybe, you, maybe if you can make a trip out to Vegas, if there's still a season, then, then uh, you'll still have some Golden Knights games to cover. So, uh, you know, there still could be more this this season before we even talk about what may be lying ahead in the future, in the in the in next season ahead. You know, and I, I think that's one of the things that, that kind of gets lost in it is when we tie it back into club hockey is, you know, I know most teams now have a photographer, a group of people that are taking pictures for social media or whatever. But, you know, I don't think you can ever get enough of it because, like no. you said, it is so unpredictable yeah. that, that you might be on one end of the rink and the goal might be scored on the other. I mean, yeah. I'll just throw out a quick scenario uh, what really got me going. Um, the Tucson Roadrunners played a game in uh, you know, one of the first, second year. I don't even remember now. It's, it's a while ago, but... Uh, they had the unfortunate happening of uh, their captain, Craig Cunningham, uh, suffering you know massive heart failure at center ice at the start of the game. And there was like two of us that were running our camera, one from a, a, a major TV affiliate in Tucson and myself. And 
I just kept my phone camera video rolling on the whole incident. Never did I realize just how big that was going to be. But, uh, you know, that's something that's got, I don't know, 48,000 likes right now on, on YouTube because I kept it rolling. It was such a different circumstance. And, and thank goodness and, and Godspeed that, that uh, Craig was able to survive that and, uh, you know, uh, ended his hockey career. But what a great person he is. And, you know, you just think of stuff like that. Like, what if I hadn't had my camera running at that point, you know? Would we have lost that moment, you know? Uh, so the photographers do a fantastic job. We're, we're thankful to everything that Zach does. And like I said, he's always interested in something new. It's like every time he comes to me at a game, he's going like, what can I do different? What can I find different? Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's always something as well because he's finding different angles to shoot from and, and different things to pick up. But another quick insight is one of the things he got from the, the Pashnik brothers was Steen Pashnik, who was a year older but also a senior this year, used to come out and he'd be the first guy to smash the puck uh, design when they came onto the ice that's built up along the, the player's bench. Right. And uh, he got some really good shots of that. And, and after we put a couple on social media, we got a message from Steen going like, hey, any chance I can get that photo? <laughs> so, yeah. so the guys really appreciate that. And uh, yeah. you know, like I said, most most teams now have that but that's really a good insight to have yeah and and, and i think it's a especially at the college i mean i mean the pro level there's there's enough cameras to go around there's there's enough you know the teams usually have a team photographer there's enough stuff there um, and, and each media person usually has a dedicated photographer not that it's you know not that we can't provide anything different than they don't but but it does, i think it's really where it's real valuable is at the college level where or even at the club Club hockey level, which we talk about with U of A, ASU, UNLV, GCU, um, where they, they don't have as much of the, the resources. They rely on people to come and be willing to try. We get people that come and take photos from um, for UNLV games uh, on occasion. We have one of the parents, that the mothers of one of the players on the team that's dedicated. She takes photos for the team. She shares them with the players. The players share them on their social media. I, We'll, we'll use them for the website for story recaps and previews and stuff, action shots and things like that. Um, and so we always appreciate that. We have another person that comes and occasionally takes photos and takes does a really good job. And, and he's able to be able to share those as well and his work and everything. And it's just a great way for, for them to, to do it. And they do it a lot out of, out of passion more than, more than anything, at least for... Um, so it's, and that's what's, uh, what's great about um, the, the relationships and the camaraderie you build with the... With these uh, with these clubs teams and being able to have people like that that are willing to to do that to help help out help out a program, so we're always grateful for that too. All right, as we know, uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and I want to do shout outs. I've started something last week with uh, uh, picking a sponsor of the week and, and kind of highlighting them on our social media and at the end of our show. So last week it was uh, our friends at M Drive. Uh, we'll give them a spot here in just a second. And then this week, we've gone to our friends over at OxyPow, Jay Hinnett, and I had a chance to sit down. Jay sponsors our Fantastic Friday, which is a, a great deal. Uh, it doesn't go to NCAA players or NHL players. It's strictly for club uh, because we can't give anything to the NCAA players. So, uh, But the, yeah. the club players love it. They love to get uh, the product, a little prize pack that he gives out. So, Yeah, Hunter Mazzullo, yeah, I think you, you named him a Fantastic Friday one. 
one time. And, and I've, got, I've got a pack for him, believe it. Okay. So as soon as we oh, see Mr. Mazzillo, okay. I've got a, uh, a big bottle of Occupow spray and, and some other stuff from Jay. Well, he'll, he'll like, I'm sure he'll look forward to that. <laughs> All right. So let's end it right on that. I'll give you a couple of spots on these, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off with a little uh, Roger Klein's uh, Hello, New Day, as we keep uh, hoping that every day is going to be a new day. Stephen Marsh up in Las Vegas, thanks for uh, jumping in again like you always do, bringing it for us. And next week, bigger and better, we'll continue this on as long as we have guests. Yeah, sounds good. It's always an, uh, it's, it's good that we can, uh, the, you know, it seems like as we're going along, the weeks are getting, uh, getting faster. I, I couldn't believe today was already Wednesday, and it just, uh, so that's good. And knowing that we're going to at least be this for another month, and who, who knows beyond that is... Uh, Different areas are seeing maybe different peaks at different time with with the with the virus. So we hope that everyone continues to be safe and uh, just stay home. I know it's it can be tough. You want to go outside and you can crazy go outside, go for a walk, go to the park, um, you know, go go for a hike. Of course, keep your distance and don't get too close to people right now. And hope that you know this temporary distancing we have from everybody, everybody buys by that. We can get through this faster. And then when we get to June and when we get to the summer months. If everybody can, can do their part, we lessen the severity of it and we get through it and then we can all go back to doing things that we love, like watching sports, watching hockey, being around each other and, 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 and enjoying one each other's uh, company and utilize the technology that we have. Talk to people, call your friends, family, do Zoom parties, you know, people have been doing those and, and hangouts and stuff like that. I know it's not the same, but at least it's something and it, and it helps pass the time. So that's just my little, uh, I guess, PSA of the week. <laughs> well done, Stephen. Have a great week, and uh, we'll sign off with a little M Drive and uh, a little OxyPow and a little Roger Kleins to uh, to clear up the night. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, Michael here from M Drive. One of my favorite memories is mountain biking with my dad, barreling through the woods at full speed, bike tires bouncing off rocks. That was 25 years ago. What's crazy is today at 60, Dad still does that. You know, he really made M-Drive for himself. He wanted an everyday supplement that would fuel his drive. Yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. He built M-Drive to support the body, building strength and energy from the inside out. We take M-Drive every day to fuel our drive with more energy and more strength. I think it's amazing what Dad built and amazing what he can still do today. In a lot of ways, he's still the guy from 25 years ago, and he's not slowing down. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive, too. It's available at Walgreens, Walmart, GNC, Vitamin Shop, or visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just use the code DRIVE at checkout. Don't let your age beat you. You find your prime with mDrive. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right, Stephen, have a great week. We'll talk to you all next week with another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Roger Klein and Hello New Day is next.